God, truly, we can't come in our own merit, our works, or anything that we have done, but we come through the shed blood of the the Lamb of God, Jesus, our Savior. We thank you for his finished work upon the cross that makes us sons and daughters, that declares us the righteousness of God in him. God, we thank you. Worthy, worthy, worthy are you, Lord. There's none like you, God. There's none like you. (laughs) There's none like you. Jesus, we magnify you. Hallelujah. I'm going to ask... Tish to come. This is Communion Sunday. And uh, for those who were here last month, you'll know that uh, we're doing things a little different now. Uh, In Acts, in Acts chapter uh, 2, verse 40. 46, it says, So continue daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house. They ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved. They ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. I think it's important that as we gather to receive communion, we give time to praise Him because He's worthy, to acknowledge who He is. He's worthy. Amen? He's so worthy. So I'm going to ask Tish. Last Communion Sunday, um, for those of you who weren't here, just so you can kind of get on the same page that we're all in, is that um, I had just talked about that after Jesus had died and resurrected and um, they were coming together for communion and Jesus said to do these things in remembrance of me, that they would probably sit around and share stories about what Jesus had done um, and went in a little bit on on what things that they would share. So we just want to... take an opportunity to, uh, to do that before we take communion is to, to tell each other and encourage each other about what Jesus has done for us in different ways. And, you know, it can be, there is no size to the testimony. Um, yeah. So um, I just want to read one thing because, you know, sometimes we, I know that I can even go, oh my gosh, can I, can I remember what Jesus did? Like, have I to retell it? So I think sometimes we can, things will happen and you acknowledge it, but then if you don't sit there and and meditate on it, you can kind of lose it sometimes. So I want to encourage you with this. I'm going to read um, from Colossians 1, and we'll start at 13 and go a little way. So I don't want you to read it. I'm going to read it from the Passion Translation. I just want you to think about what's being said, okay? Because if you can't think of a testimony, this is your testimony right here if you're a believer, Okay. It says, He has rescued us completely 
from the tyrannical reign of darkness and has transferred us into the kingdom realm of his beloved son. For in the son, all of our sins are canceled, not covered. They're canceled and we have the release of redemption through the ransom price he paid, his very blood. He, meaning Jesus, is the divine portrait, the true likeness of the invisible God and the firstborn heir of all creation. For the Son created everything, both in the heavenly realm and on earth, all that is seen and all that is unseen. Every seat of power, realm of government, principality, and authority, it was all created by him and for his purpose. He existed before anything was made, and now everything finds completion in him. I'm going to keep going. Y'all stay with me, okay? He's the head of the body, which is the church. And since he is the beginning and the firstborn heir in resurrection, he must always be embraced as the most exalted one, holding first place in everything. For God is satisfied to have all of his perfection dwell in Christ. And by the blood of his cross, everything in heaven and earth is restored and brought back to himself, back to the original intent, restored to innocence again. Even though you were once distant from him, living in the shadows of your evil thoughts and actions, he reconnected you back to himself. He released his supernatural peace to you through the sacrifice of his own blood, a sin payment on your behalf, so that you can dwell in his presence. And now there is nothing between you and Father God, and he sees you, this is how God sees you, holy, flawless, and restored. So if you can't think of a testimony, this is your testimony. So when we remember what Jesus has done, when we take the bread, which was his body that was broken for us, that's what, that's what he did, what I just read. And the blood of the new covenant, when, when we drink of the cup, that's the blood of the new covenant. His blood was shed. And I'm going to, I was nervous about this. He's going to give me the mic, and I was so full of stuff, I was going to end up preaching. So I'm going to um, just share, share this because I thought this was kind of cool. Um, so Melanie and I were chatting and talking about the blood and what, you know, just the blood and thought about that and thought about the scriptures but um you know when um in the old testament when they had the sin the sin offering and they would come they'd sprinkle blood on the mercy seat well when moses got the um instructions on how to build it it was already built in heaven so you realize that like there's a mercy seat in heaven and god gave moses the instructions and he built the exact replica of what's in heaven okay and so they would come one time a year and they would put the blood on the mercy seat and it would cover sins. Well, Jesus' blood, where is it at? It's in heaven on the mercy seat. So all of his blood that was spilt had to somehow get back to heaven and put on the mercy seat in heaven. And as in Hebrews, it says that it speaks of better things. Like it's constantly speaking in heaven before God on the mercy seat. Like I just think that's awesome. So I'm, I'll stop. Um, so now we want to open it up for um, testimonies. And if you just come up here and you say, I was taken out of the kingdom of darkness and I'm now in the kingdom of light, that's a big deal. So, 
Oh, clapping, really? Our players never clap. They, <laughs> they boo me. <laughs> I want to give a testimony about one of my players. Um, last month, August 16th, we're getting ready for our first game, which was 19th against Cummings. And uh, this player had played at Cummings, and he's a freshman, transferred to Western. I feel we transformed his life a little bit just from the influence <laughs> that we had on him. But anyway, he's getting ready for, for uh, his first game, his senior season, and he's one of our better players. He's having headaches. He's struggling. He's not breathing good. He's just struggling to practice. Now, I'm the football coach, and I'm yelling at him, what are you doing, Mark? Let's go. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of lighting him up a little bit, but I don't know what's going on. His mom that night said he couldn't sleep, had bad headaches. Took him to the emergency room at Adelman's Regional. They thought they saw mass. So they said, we're going to send you to Duke University. Went to Duke University, so this is now the, the 17th. They diagnosed him with leukemia. So one day he's getting ready for a senior football season. The next day he has leukemia, and we were just all shocked by it. So I had to share that with the team that night, and it was very difficult to do. Um, but we got the word out to all of our churches. We've all been praying, families, players, parents, community, been praying for him. Been visiting him a lot. Me and Abby went back yesterday to see Mark, and he's been at Duke this whole time, and they do a phenomenal job there. And I'm thankful for what doctors do. I really am. Uh, we know who the great physician is. I think they work hand in hand. So yesterday, talked to his mom, who's a strong lady. She said that the, his counts are very good. They pretty much got all the leukemia out of there. So they're feeling really good about where he is. And you got to understand, this kid smiles all the time. He always smiles. And he's kind of a ladies' man. And they interviewed me at News 2 last week. She said, well, tell me about Mark. See, he's a ladies' man. She said, well, don't say that on TV. I said, okay, I better not say that because his, girl, his girlfriend might get mad. But, uh, but he just, he quit smiling for a while. But that smile was back yesterday, wasn't it? So, uh, but I also want to say that next Sunday we're having a fundraiser for him at People's Memorial Church right down the road off 87 at 6 o'clock. Uh, all the proceeds are going to go to his family. The medical bills are real high, but they're doing very good. And I thank God for all the prayers for Mark Wheeler. that testimony <laughs> um, because I was there and God is good and I am here and happy and healthy and um, but that's not my testimony today um, because I have lots of new life um, I have so up until about two weeks ago I had been living with my parents for eh, my whole life <laughs> 32 years old I didn't want to be anymore no but seriously though like my life has pretty much moved to Greensboro um, I work there my business is there lots of my dancing and my friends are mostly there except for the ones that I have here and I love you all very very much um, but I've really been trying to find a place in Greensboro for like the last, last six months I've been struggling with this um finding a place to live, finding a place to call my own. Um, so um, I was hitting roadblocks everywhere I went. Like I'd find a place and it was, that was mine and it was gonna be mine and then it didn't work out. And this went on for months and it happened at least three times where I was like, yes, it's happening. Oh no, 
it's not the right time or it's just not the right spot. And a couple of weeks ago, um, I just, I have really, I have a great God <laughs> and I have really good friends. And a mix of all of that together, I now have a place right across the street from my dance venue that I can walk to. I'm 10 minutes away from work. It is the perfect space that I can call my home. Um, so anyway, um, it's exactly what I prayed for. <laughs> um, and yeah, I just, I don't know. I can't, I can't explain how happy and free that makes me feel. So. My brother is in Australia. Um, he's how old? 24 years old. And um, he raised money and he just wanted to go to Australia for a year. And so he did that. And he had a work visa because he was going to get a job when he got there. Well, he's been there since June and um, he hasn't had a job. And, um, and I've been praying he, he there's also like no christians in australia very very small christian percentage in australia yeah there and sometimes it's even hostile if he brings up you know that they're just like that's archaic that i can't believe you would believe that anymore and um i can understand an old person believing that god created things but not you know you're 24 dude so anyway cat cat as they call those cats um anyway so he just um so he's just been kind of kind of down i think um and i've just been praying for the lord to encourage him and give him just remind him that he sees him and um he got a job he got a job in a landscaping company a small landscaping company they had hired someone else uh, who said he had experience, and the guy didn't have any experience at all. And um, so they hired Andrew, who is amazing at landscaping, and it's exactly what he wanted to do. So anyway, so precious. in the states I've always had a job and I've never ever taken it you know never had a problem living from paycheck to paycheck and I've always had money and now I am I am I have no money I have no money in the bank um, and anytime I'm just like okay God I got nothing then I'll get a little side job and somebody will pay me cash and I all of a sudden have a little bit more money and God is taking care of me and it's really sweet he said it's really neat to actually have this experience because I've never never known what it's like to have to trust God every day so anyway anybody else 
have to share this because this is something that I've wanted for a long time, but never felt like there was a place for me or an opportunity for me for this to happen. But at our branch meeting, our little meeting that we have over at Todd's house, um, the foundation meeting, a small group, um, they, everybody was talking about how they wound up here at the river. And somewhere along the line, somebody had mentioned about one of the people who had had prayer and they had their leg grown, their leg grew out. I was like, wow, I was like, I always wanted that, you know, and I'm like, hey, my leg's short, it's quarter inch short. So after everybody got done, um, Todd came over, I sat there in a chair and he held my feet and everybody came around and to pray. And while he was praying, I actually felt a tingling in my leg and it felt like somebody was pulling on my leg. And he just about that time, he said, they're even. So both of my legs are now even. <laughs> and we have a whole group of people who now actually have witnessed somebody's leg growing out. So I'm really excited about that. <laughs> I have one. for like five years and past two years I've had a cyst grow on my wrist like it was an inch off my wrist and it ended up really hard to blow dry and it was very painful sorry I couldn't listen to the mic um so anyways like they prayed over it and you know nothing really happened like a little kind of pop happened and then Tina was like I think you should just keep doing this like and so I did all week I just kept doing this and like literally it's gone so <laughs> come on okay um well we all know about the heart incident and i had this um summer in june and the lord got me through all that and everything well here come the bills so yesterday um we got um it looks like the final bill which there still looks like there's a mistake on it and um a $33,000 bill is less than $3,000. And, and the, one of the most miraculous things about that, I did not break down and cry over it. Because <laughs> any bill that's over $50 is, oh my gosh. So God's really working in me and he's providing. So amen. Are you coming to give testimony? Yay. I've been giving thanks silently all, all summer, so I need to give it publicly. The Lord told me this morning that the God on the mountain is the same God that's in the valley. You get really dirty in the valley. It's been a long winter, winter and, then, and then the summer we thought, God, what's going on? Went for a routine checkup and ended up with breast cancer. But it was interesting. I hadn't had a mammogram probably 10 years. And the Lord said, it's time. Don't put it off. So when they checked it, it was encapsulated. It's, it's the most minute amount of 
cancer you can have and really they can say it's cancer. So guess what? <laughs> We're at stage zero. tell you that I've been with it I've been in a kind of a bubble of peace but I've been something has aggravated me at night and kept me awake so one night I was laying there thinking I would really like to sleep Lord it would be nice to go to sleep and stay asleep he said don't worry about it I said well where are you Lord in this where are you Lord where are you and he said close your eyes he said now where am I he is sitting on the front porch in my rocker. <laughs> he said, nothing's going to bother you. Got to come through me. God is good. About 12 years ago, I was uh, diagnosed with prostate cancer, and I had my prostate removed. And after the surgery, I was still showing just a little bit of reading, uh, PSA reading, uh, 0.045, something like that. And I had to go through radiation. Okay, about, I haven't had a, didn't get, continue to go to the urologist that I was going to, because I didn't have the money at the time. And about two years ago, I had a physical. And the physical showed that my PSA reading had gone up to about 14, which is, uh, it should be below three is, is okay, but anything above that is bad. And the uh, doctor told me I needed to go to, back to my urologist, and they checked it, and it was 18. So they put me on a chemo pill, and within uh, four months, it was down to 0 0.035. And I had it checked this past week, and it was .01, which is still way below the level. And I give all the glory to the Lord on this in Jesus' name. Anybody else? Hey, guys. So uh, the last couple weeks have been uh, really great for me. Um, it's been a lot of fun just, just growing in Jesus. And uh, so two testimonies I want to share with you guys. A um, couple weeks at work, some things happened. And just budget-wise, you know, you know, everywhere is cutting back. And, you know, so I felt like there was a little fear that started going on inside me. Man, I'm not going to be able to get the word. I mean, I'm not going to, they're not going to um, provide the uh, opportunity for me to go to work, basically the way it was looking. So I was getting a little shook, and you know me, I'm like, oh, man, God, you're so good. You're so good. I know, I know you're going to provide. And it was up here, but it, you know, sometimes it's a long way from right here to right here sometimes. You know, and it's like, man, we can know, but do we really, really, really know it? So I'm just, you know, encouraging myself. I'm just doing what I know to do. And I'm like, Lord, I know you can supply all my needs. But then you're like, well, man, I, you know, I'm probably not going to be able to go to work tomorrow the way it's looking. And it, it was so amazing how God just, like, worked it out. And so this last Thursday, man, I knew I said, man, I worked a lot of hours. That's amazing how God just, 
did that. And I was like, so I, I was so excited. So we can like look at how much we get paid like a day early on the computer. But you got to go, you know, get on the web, the internet, and go through all these steps. So, you know, that's my, my element. So I had a little friend. I said, look, show me how to do it. So she click here, click here, click here. I said, how do you know how to go to these places? So finally we got there. And I was like, oh, my goodness. It was so much money. And I was like, and I looked at my secretary. I closed it out real quick because I didn't want to see something. You know, if in my business. Cause I, and I was like, I said, you know what I feel like? I feel like Jesus just grabbed a bat and just smacked the devil in. The, I'm talking about one hand, just smacked the devil right there in the, and just broke the bat, man. I was so excited. Oh, man, it was, it was, it was phenomenal, man. It was just, it was such a huge testimony because, you know, it wasn't just a few days or maybe a week or two ago. I said, Lord, how are you going to do it? How are you going to do it? And I just, man, I just, that's what I seen. I seen them numbers on my check. And then I seen Jesus just grab that bat with just one hand, just smack the devil right in there. And the bat just broke. I said, the bat just, and I'm excited. You know how I get here? I'm, I'm me everywhere I go. I, I, you know, I, I, that's who I believe. I believe God made us to be us, you know. So I, I believe we're supposed to be us at church and us at work and us at home. Wherever we go, we should be us, who God created us to be. So I was just so excited. So, you know, I'm having a good week, man, and I met with a sister about a week and a half ago, and we encouraged each other, and we're sharing testimonies. And we're like, you know what we're going to do? We can pray for five people a day. And I'm getting encouraged. So I go to work, man. I, man, I got like a captive audience to pray for people. I mean captive. They're not going to get up and run away. They're laying in a hospital bed. I mean, it's amazing. You know, God, it's amazing just the opportunities that's been presented to me to pray for people. I said, do you mind if I say a prayer for you? Please do. I said, thank you, Jesus. So last Saturday, I go to work. It's a good day at work. Man, I'm living a dream. I'm making easy money. Jesus is beautiful. And this lady, this, this other nurse, she's like, you know, do you mind if I go home at 3 o'clock? Because, you know. The word budget, they come by. I was like, yeah, you know, I'll stay. I'm making good money right now. I'm in overtime. Jesus is beautiful. Yes. Okay, so it's 3 o'clock. This chick goes home, you know, just doing my thing. About 6.50, I'm not even going to that. This one of my patients died. Okay. And I'm like, what just happened? Like, this chick is eat, eating supper. And an hour later, this chick is dead. And I'm like, Jesus, Jesus. I want to cry. My first, this, you know, I want to cry. I'm a man. I'm, you know, I'm all mad, but I want to cry. And I'm like, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And I'm trying to get myself together. And on the inside, come on, y'all, y'all know I'm saved, but I want to cuss. I want to cuss. I said, Jesus. <laughs> I want to cuss. Seriously, what? Oh, Jesus. Like, I want to, and then, you know, y'all know me. I want to scream. I want to, oh, God, I need I've got all these emotions on me. This chick just died. Like, what just happened? I don't know. Okay, so, you know, I'm doing all this stuff. It makes for a late night. A lot of paperwork, a lot of phone calls, a lot of whatever. Jesus is beautiful. So I'm about ready to throw up deuces, get out of there. It's like 10 o'clock. Another patient that I took care of that day, the t uh, telemetry, the heart, cardiac, the, the, they were hooked up to the monitor, and they was like, you know, they're heart rate's in the 30s. So the other nurse said, hey, you know that heart rate's in the 30s. I'm on the computer. I'm like, 
All right, so let's go on that check. It's not, it's not my patient anymore. I've already given report. But, you know, the good nurse I am, the good person I am, I'm like, I'm going to go help. That's what we do, right? We, we help each other out. So I go in there and I help. This Mammy Tammy's like, done. And I'm like, snaps. We run a code on him. He, yeah, he, he's dead. They just, we pound and pound. And I'm still shook from the first check. Okay, like my first patient that died. And I'm like, Jesus, are you serious? This is a bad dream. This is a bad dream. This is, this, is, this is not happening in my life right now. This can't be it. And so I was wrecked, man, just wrecked, wrecked, man. The worst, worst day of my life, man, worst day of my life. And I come home, you know, the family's gone, and I'm like, Jesus. Jesus, what just happened? I'm trying to process, and y'all know me. God, you're good. You're never going to let me down. In the back of my mind, you're never going to let me down, Jesus. I know you're not going to let me down, but what just happened? What just, God, so all I know is you are good. So I come up here last Sunday in church. I don't want to talk to you guys. I don't. I come up here late. I'm walking in the door late because I don't want to talk. I'm just not in a good place. You know what I'm saying? You, ever, you, just, you just need a moment just to be with Jesus. So I'm like, God. I'm like, God, so. And, I, and, I, and so I, I stand up here, and I'm just hurting. I'm, same thing. I said, God, I said, I just want to cry. I want to cry. And I said, Jesus, I want to, and just, just be around. I want to cuss. I want to cuss. Oh, man, I want to scream. And I got all these emotions up in me. And I said, Jesus, I said, I want somebody to pray for me right now. I, wanna, I want somebody to put their hands on me because I know that there's power when somebody just puts their hands on you, man, at the presence of God. And it just, just, just burned us. I was like, Lord, just send me somebody. So, ain't nobody coming. Maybe somebody was supposed to come. But some one of y'all disobedient last Sunday. <laughs> I was on a struggle bus, man. Did the Lord tell one of y'all to come pray for a brother? And y'all did come on. That's why you need to be obedient anyway. So I'm struggling. I'm on a struggle bus for real. And I'm like, Jesus, Jesus. And I love worship. But last Sunday was a struggle. It was so real. And I was like, Jesus. So I, you know, and I looked to my left and I looked to my right and I said, like, well, there's Emmanuel. So I said, let me grab him because I know he's a, oh, that's a man of God right there. I know the rest of y'all is too, but I know a little Judah Emmanuel had, praise God is with us. So I grabbed that Mammy Tammy and it's just like the presence of God just, just saturates me. And I said, and so last, last Sunday, you know, some of you guys see me screaming. I'm like, what's wrong with that brother? What's, I'm having the worst time of my life. But I said, you know what? I'm doing what I know to do. I do want what I know to do. And you know, God has spoke to me. He's been so sweet this week, being so sweet. And he said, you know what? Your worst day of your life is going to be your best day of your life. And I said, say what? I said, how in the world could that be? How can my worst day be my best day? And he showed me so many things. And he showed me so many things. So, yeah, God, God is good. Yeah, I love you guys. Th thank you for you know, the time to share with you guys. Anybody else? So, um, as many of you know, I work at hospice. I've been there for two years. Um, I'm supposed to find out next week or the week after if I got into nursing school. So, cross my fingers for that. So, in the spring... Um, God put on my heart to apply for another job and keep my job at hospice so I'd have two PRN jobs and go into school full-time and get married in June. I was like, what are, what's happening? So I started applying in July right after my life kind of settled a little bit. And um, I figured, you know, God laid this on my heart 
I started to get picky with what job I wanted. I was like, I really want this oncology unit. Like, I, I see patients all the time at hospice that suffer from cancer, and I just want to bless them. And um, so I got the email. I applied to, like, 16 different jobs at Moses Cone. And I got the email. The first one I got was that I didn't get into oncology. And I was like, God, man, that's, that's what I really wanted. So um, I got an email saying that I got the job in the surgical unit at Moses Cone. And I absolutely love it. Like, it is such a blessing to me. The people I worked with, the woman that oriented and trained me is filled with the spirit. And I was just like, God, you are awesome. So um, what, what I God called me to come up here to do was if there's some of you that want a new job and God is speaking to you, I just release that over you. Anybody else? Very good. Two times in a couple weeks is a lot for me, (laughs) but um, I'm shaking, so I know that I'm supposed to come up. Most of you know what happened a couple weeks ago and the word that Ben had over me. And I just want to give a praise report and say that the Lord broke it completely off of me. I've been two weeks and not one, not one thought, not one thought of hopelessness or even. And, and I want you all to also understand, I never entertained the idea of suicide. It's just that the enemy was using that in my mind because my mind is where he always gets me. And so for that just to be completely broken and to not struggle with it. And so if you're dealing with that, I encourage you to seek someone out and just get prayer today so that it can be broke off of you. As we were in worship, the Lord just began to speak to me and put some scriptures in my heart. And, and one that he did is in Matthew 10, uh, 7 and 8. And it, it said, freely you've received, freely give. Uh, and uh, so I was like, all right, God, how's that going to fit in? And then he reminded me of the testimonies. And I said, all right, when? He said, I'll let you know. But, uh, and it's now. Uh, so here's what I'm, I'm going to do. Karen, I want you to come back up. Because, you know, part, yeah, come on up. Like now. Uh, Savannah, I want you to come back up. Who else? Stephen? Stephen? Julie? Eddie? You come back up. Uh, I'm missing someone. Karen. Yeah, Karen. You just came up. Come up. Uh, And here's here's what we're going to do. We'll do communion in a minute, in in a few minutes. But here's what we're going to do. Revelation says the testimony of Jesus. Thank you, Diana is the spirit of prophecy. So what does that mean? That means God will do it again. God will do it again. So standing right here, and there may be other testimonies. Coach, yeah, come on up. (laughs) Thank you, Josh. (laughs) Coach said, I was hiding in plain sight, and and Josh pointed me out. And you go, what are all these people? Yeah, yeah. Thank God. Look at this. This is what the Lord is. This is why we give thanks to who he is. We don't just take communion and eat a piece of bread and drink a little grape juice and go, thank you, Jesus. This is who he is, alive today and and working in the lives of people. 
But just as Matthew 10, 8 says, freely you receive, freely give, each one of these have a testimony of who Jesus is and what he's done in their life. Whether it's, I had a, I had a rough time and for a couple of weeks and God just set me free and showed me his faithfulness through all of that. Or, or God healed me physically or God provided a job for me, a place for me. He healed me. He set me free. He provided for me. He healed uh, someone I was praying for and I've just seen his faithfulness. Come on, somebody. Come on. That's him. This is him right here. We always look for Jesus. This is him right here. This is an expression of Jesus on the earth. If you're saying, I want to see Jesus, open your eyes. He's right here. This is him. This is him. It's so beautiful. When we, when we prayed for Karen in our small group, I put her, hand, I put her feet in my hands like this because I won't pull. I put, her hands, I put her feet in my hands like this, and, I, and the Lord taught me some time ago as I started praying for legs to grow out, and they started growing out, to quit shutting my eyes. <laughs> to quit shutting my eyes. So I just pray, and I watch, and I watch them grow out, and I watched her leg move a quarter of an inch in my hand. And when it was finished, I looked up, and her eyes were open, and I said, do you feel that? She said, yeah. And there were others in our group who had their hand on her leg and said it felt like it was, it was tingling or vibrating on the inside. I'm like, Jesus. But something, I'm going to tell something else on Karen. She said something that's really been in her heart is that she wanted to pray for others. She said, I want to pray for others. And I, who in here who's ever had a desire to pray for others, the enemy will come to you and say, you can't do that. Not you. You can't do that. We've all struggled with that. So she said, man, that's just something that burns in my heart. And, and the Lord said, I'm going to make room for that. Amen. So he made room today. <laughs> he made room today because that's him. That's him. So I want you to stand. If there's something, uh, that one of these testimonies that really spoke to you, if it's a job and you go, man, I've been believing or I'm needing a job or a breakthrough in that area, I encourage you to come. I don't have an agenda. It's just Him. I, I think it's so beautiful when we see Jesus. And I want you to know my heart is every time I come in this place, I'm wanting to see Him. And when I see Him, I want Him to be seen. And I've seen Him this morning. I've seen Him right here so beautifully. It doesn't have to be just this person or that person or a staff person or a minister to pray for you. It's people freely. Jesus, that was Jesus speaking in Matthew when he said, you've received freely, so freely give. So I encourage you to come. If there's something you would like prayer for, I encourage you to come. But you gave me life.